What up, nerds? This is For the Love of the Podcast, uh, a show about sports and true crime, kind of. And uh, this is your host, Thomas May. I've got Aaron Mason, Brian Owen, and Nathaniel Erickson with me. What's up, guys? How's it going? What up, y'all? How it hanging? To the oh, left, well. to the right? Uh, it's hanging okay, I guess. Um, today, we are talking about uh, several things. Um, we're talking about basketball for a little bit, mostly the Nuggets. Uh, we're going to talk about college football. Uh, we're maybe talking about golf if we have time. Probably ne- not. Negative. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, who cares about golf? We're definitely going to talk about hockey because that is uh, kind of fun right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's kick it off. Some Thursday night football? I think uh, Thomas has a feature story for us tonight, y'all. We do. Um, today I, I uh, took a shower. I got a haircut. I am... I'm feeling sexy. I'm not going to lie to you. And Got that it's certainly, looking certainly not looking at it. Yeah, he doesn't look at it mm-hmm. all for our listeners. That's not what your mom said. Anyway. Um, wow. Uh, Deborah Erickson is a saint. I'm feeling sexy today, and I'm glad I'm feeling sexy today because today we are talking about the University of Louisville sex scandal, mm-hmm. which will be at the XXX minute mark. And uh, Nathaniel can... Uh, you know, edit that <laughs> the actual minute mark later. I think it's Five just gonna be minutes, sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's Siri's voice telling you. Anyway, um, uh, I think I'm, yeah, I'm gonna kick it off. I don't um, unless you guys have anything in particular you want to talk about in the beginning. What you gonna roll with, what, dude? The oh, fucking oh. Nuggets. Did oh well, okay yeah. No no no. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, I was gonna say who, if anybody watched. The game last night. Uh, yeah, I was what about game? to say how the Thursday night football, Thursday night football game. Because oh. I know he's not talking about the Lightning versus Islanders. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. There was three games last night. To be fair, T- so. yeah, TBH, but, T- uh, TBF, yeah, TBF. TBF. Do we think uh, Joe TNF? Do we TBF. think Joe Burrow's gonna survive a whole entire yeah. season? Okay, I'll be honest. To begin this, I did not watch the game. I saw okay. the highlights. He threw uh, 61 times. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot. That's uh, so eight less than sixty nine. He did not. Yes. Brian and nice. I. Brian and I had a hot take that he was gonna have a better game than Baker. Baker actually had a really good game. He did not have a better game than Baker, but he did. I do think had a really good game, despite having probably the worst O line in the NFL. He, yes, uh, absolutely. He does. had no time to throw down. Like barely could look down the field. I don't watch. He I didn't watch the game, sacked, and I know that sacked yeah. several times. He got. I think he got hit like. Uh, I think he got hit like eight times. He looked real though, like, but he did. He yeah. looks like the real deal. So a lot of sus- like a lot of like really good sustained drives, but they were just they couldn't get it done in the red zone because honestly their O line so bad. Um, That's worrisome though. I mean, you got you know, the whole Andrew Luck situation that just happened. Mm-hmm. Like this could wow. be bad for him That's in the all, long run. Yeah, like I think I think they'll have him be a little more conservative going I, forward. He I hope he so. he he. Uh, he left the pocket quite a bit before it collapsed and like was trying to do. Well, I think it would also help if they used Mixon a lot more. Like they did not that much. Yeah. Any I get idea how chasing. many touches he got. I think I, I don't 19. have it off, but I want to say he 19. was, he was used great in the first half and then like barely at all in the second half. They had to like start passing it to catch up. I know it was like, not really. It was, by it the was score. pretty close up until like the, it towards the end of the fourth quarter, the whole time. Oh, okay. like it was like yeah. a one possession game. A lot of uh, most of the game. But it was a good. It was an interesting game. To be fair to Burrow, he's a better quarterback already. Yeah, I agree. And Let Baker has. But Baker actually looked has a ton of talent. Baker actually looked really good last night, and I think his actually his stats were uh, 
typey type type yeah typey type type i mean how much of that is because of typey type 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 the browns defense though i mean their defense really wasn't the like their pass rush was good but i mean that that was it pretty much like their burrow wasn't really making like mistakes mistakes like i did want to make mention of uh midway through this season uh the Bengals will face the Titan. Okay. Here's his problem. Sorry, Stephen, Here's his problem. Stephen A. Smith is in the building, everybody. Dude, um, I was uh, getting a haircut, like I said earlier, and I saw him in like an Atlanta Falcons jersey with like a cowboy hat and a uh, s- cigar. <laughs> Pretty sure it's you. No, I need to turn. I need to turn my mute off. Was as that well you on my computer? Oh, okay. <laughs> say, my, mine doesn't have any. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was on no. mute. My, my bad, boys. No, so uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, the Bengals in the middle of the season they're going to face the Titans, then the Steelers, then Washington. Oh, so if God. they do not have an O line or like a conservative approach figured out by then, Joe Burrow might be dead. Offensive yeah. line is tough because you it's it's a lot about talent, obviously, just like any other sport. But it's also about like consistency and like working together. In a it's more about technique. Like that's a problem. Is there? Is there's a lot of yeah. talent that they're not there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything else on that game? I mean, it was just it was the Browns. The Bengals, no, I mean the games. Bengals. Uh, I mean it was a it was a, like I yeah. th- I wouldn't do it. Think it was going to be like a boring game. It was actually. But they're not going to the Super Bowl. No, I mean, no, neither team. But uh, um, who is going? Or the, uh, maybe going? Oh, his uh, the I forgot his name. I can't even pronounce his name. Use use book or whatever. Like the tight end he's towards Achilles in like the fourth quarter. It was looked really bad. Like he and he he it popped, and then like he fought for a first down, got it, like fighting off two guys, and then was just like banging his fist on the ground. And stuff. CJ Uzoma. Yeah. We say that again. CJ Uzoma. I'm probably butchering that. No, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, it sounds better. I said Uzbeka, whatever. Uzbekistan. Anyway, um, I do want to talk about. This was a couple of days ago. This is probably the. This was the night that we had our last podcast. But the fucking Nuggets, dude. Uh, the Nuck and Fuggets. The Nuck and Fuggets, dude. They're playing like uh, right now um, against the Lakers. But uh, they, <laughs> we can talk about the Clippers. <laughs> I really don't want to. That was uh, one of the situations where they had an all-star cast. It's kind of like the Browns last year where you just, you know, assumed they'd be really fucking good and then they just, they kind of weren't. So like the 2012 Eagles, the dream team? Yes. Very similar to that. The fucking dream team. <laughs> uh, just an all-star cast uh, of devoid of class. And, I, you know, frankly, I'm just not a big Kawhi Leonard fan. Um, he's probably the best or second best player in the league if we're being honest but the style of play is boring to me he's just digging into his spots and, and hitting a turnaround jumper from 10 to 15 feet out uh, you know i'm just not interested in that to be honest uh, i like passing and three-point shooting more it's you know kind of more of what the game is today but um you know pat bev is a player that is unpopular unless he's on your team but i still love to watch him defend he's a great defender uh, which is rare from the point guard position. Harrell will uh, get under your skin, especially um, if you're a fan of a team playing against uh, the Clippers. Um, and, you know, I like players like that that are tenacious, but... You like it, Morris? I don't even want to talk. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. That jerk. Anyway, I had a worse name for him, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, Paul George talks more than he plays well. He really hasn't been... You know, a good player, in my opinion, since uh, 
uh, probably the Pacers. But Ka- Kawhi, the thing I just, all those other guys talk, talk, talk. Kawhi doesn't say shit. It's boring. And so I'm, I'm not going to say shit about them. Anyway, Jamal Murray. Going for 40 a night, it seems like. Sometimes he'll, he might go for 25, but it feels like every fucking night he goes for 40. No one saw this coming. He's an emerging star. He's probably already a star, frankly. Uh, Jokic, uh, seven-footer, making magic happen, passing as a center, which is just you know not a thing. They're doing the pick and roll. Um, both ends. So typically, you know, you have a point guard running a pick and roll with a center or a power forward, but they're doing it both ways where um, – you know, Jokic will get down uh, by the uh, free throw line, and and Murray will run a uh, a give and go, and it's just it's beautiful basketball. It's so much fun to watch, and um, I you know while I don't think they'll be able to beat the Lakers, most people don't. You know, it's tough to count them out. There, uh, those two players are both under twenty five. We'll be seeing a lot of them for a long time. And yes, um, they were down three one twice. Um, their last series uh, against uh, the Jazz, and then this series. This is the first for the NBA, correct? Down 3-1. Down, two straight series being yes. down 3-1 to make it to the conference finals. This is the first time it's happened. I'll, I'll get into this. Okay. I'll get into this. I bet I, I'm going to bet money that you know one of the hockey ones. I think I've already called it. Did you already call it? Yeah, it's the 2014 LA Kings, right? Oh no! Uh oh, I have a different one. Uh oh, let's see here. I only only ha- I I like googled this. Give me the decade. Oh three. Canes? No, I don't know. Then all right, we'll get to it. Hold on. Um, it, at least in basketball, three one has happened before. Uh, the sixteen Cavs in the finals being the most famous for sure. That was incredible. Uh, but also the twenty fifteen Rockets against the Clippers. The 06 Suns against Kobe's Lakers, and several others, frankly. Uh, it's happened in other sports as well. 26 times in the NHL, most recently <laughs> the San Jose Sharks against the Vegas Knights. Yeah? Yeah, that was... You a, remember that? I remember the turning point. That was just last year. Yeah, it was last year, exactly. Um, and it's happened 13 times in baseball, most notably Nathaniel. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. You're talking about the 3-1? Yeah. Red Sox, Yankees. Dude, Red Sox Yankees. Yeah. 2004. In the 04 ALCS under a blue moon. Actually, I can't remember if it was the blue moon that I don't was know why the Yankees or if it was the Cardinals. so hard to believe that that's so uncommon. I, feel I like mean, it's, it's a hard thing to... It's fucking hard. I mean, yeah, I know. Elimination, I'm, I'm thinking of baseball, but yeah, yeah, like 13 times seems reasonable to me. Yeah, I mean... 26 times seems reasonable. You guys need more parity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Red Sox in the 04 ALCS... Um, and then would later, you know, beat the curse of the Bambino against the Cardinals. Everybody knows about, about that. The Red Sox would do this again three years later against the Indians, also in the ALCS. Remember this? Yeah. Did not. And then uh, maybe the most dramatic down 3-1 scenario I can remember was the Cubs doing it against the Indians in 2016 in the World Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite the efforts of Rajay Davis. Yes. <laughs> And that happened to be the same year that the Cavs did it against the the Golden State Warriors, which is the last great year we've had, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, but how many teams have actually done this twice in the same season, really in the same series, or in the same playoffs? 
This has only happened three times. I guess you're saying this happened a fourth time, a second, two times in the I NHL. Think, I don't think LA Kings actually did it, but like it was, they always went to Game Seven, so I just assumed. Like I know they were down several times in the series leading up to the Stanley Cup, but it may not have been exactly three-one. Yeah. yeah, so you're saying oh three, it's not Toronto. That's really bothering me. So uh, get baseball out of the way. Eighty-five Kansas City Royals. You weren't alive. Um, and then the Minnesota Wild in 2003. <laughs> Fucking wild. Are you joking? Yeah, isn't that wild? And then they lost Hilarious. in the conference finals. <laughs> Did that, is that what happened? Yeah. I didn't look more into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, formerly the Minnesota North Stars. Anyway. Um, or as they would say, fuck Norm Green. So... <laughs> so <laughs> So it's it's been fun to watch the Nugget. I mean, well, the, the whole stars bubble. were formerly the North Stars. That's what I was saying. They were. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. No, they're not formally. Well, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Wait, yeah. You're so right. the North Stars moved to Dallas. Yeah. North yeah, Stars yeah. moved to Dallas. All people in Minnesota say "fuck Norm Green" because of that, and then Minnesota Wild were an expansion team. It's kind of like a Baltimore Colts scenario. Yes, very or, uh, much. Arizona Diamondbacks. So. Oh, what were they? I don't know this. No, they were an expansion team. Uh, no, no, no. He was talking about moving in the middle of the night. Mo- moving, changing names. Oh, yeah. I think the Expos. Uh, oh, we were the Dallas North Washington. Stars for a second. Were we really? Yeah, oh, for shit. a second. When was this? Like right uh, where they moved? Yeah. Uh, what was that? It was like 1990 or? Yeah, 91, 90. Yeah. I guess Devil Rays. Changing their name. With the, they didn't move, but... And the, they're uh, rebranded to the the Rays, like the because, Sun Rays, but they used to be the Devil, Devil Rays. Because Devil's horrible. Oh, I think it was after. Uh, they're the Sun Rays now. Like they just call them the Rays, but their logo <laughs> is like a like Sun <laughs> rather than. I didn't know. The Devil Rays. <laughs> Why couldn't they just call themselves Stingrays? Anyway, yeah. um, I don't think it was that so much that as much as uh, what's his name that got killed. Oh yeah, fuck that dude. It's not Steve, fuck Steve that Irwin. Fuck Steve Irwin, yeah. Comma. Rest in peace, dude. homie. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was really fucking sad. I cried um, that day. Did you really? Yeah, like, Gareth and I used to watch his show, man. Like, after school all the time. And that was, that was a bad day. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, hey, Aaron. On a lighter, <laughs> on a lighter note. Is that it for you? Is, yeah, that, is, yeah, that, what, is that what you got for your, your wait, dang wait. nuggets about the, the I, Denver I, Nuggets? I did want to ask <laughs> one question. It had more to do with yeah. the Clippers. Clippers have never made the conference finals, or it's yeah. been a long time. No, they never made it. They've no. never made they it. never made it with Chris Paul and with Blake Griffin no. and they've never Jordan made it at all since like because no, they they, they've it. been around since with the Chris 70s, Kamen. They're a cursed franchise. You Obviously. remember you talking about last spot that they had? Uh, they or no? We were, I guess this was via text. They don't have any draft picks for yeah. hundred years. It's one hundred thirty-two years. <laughs> Jesus, we'll be dead. Like our children will be elderly. If we have children, like that's fucking insane. Yeah, they're they're cursed. There's no hope. And I I've already heard they, it happened as soon as they lost. They're already gonna blow up this this team. That so I was right. Was, Kawhi will not be there. I I don't know about Kawhi, but Paul George I think is. Yeah, the why one would Kawhi stick around if they blow it up? I don't know. Anyways, moving on. I think they should blow it up. They're cursed. They should never be good, in my opinion. But, um. Anyway, those are some like dark takes. Um, college football. I'm really fucking excited about college football. It hasn't really like 
taken off in my opinion yet you haven't had big games yet and nothing nothing big's come up and i think COVID is um taking full force right now with college football and it's it's really kind of thwarting it from getting going the way we want to or expected it to so yeah um yeah college football so i was going to do some predictions and actually one of the headlines that caught my eye was that the houston baylor football game got postponed because um an undisclosed uh, position group within baylor ended up having some potential positive tests come back. So the Houston-Baylor game has been canceled. Um, this is the second game that Houston had to have postponed because they also had the Houston-Memphis game get canceled. Um, so right now things are looking kind of weird in terms of games actually being able to be played. Everyone's kind of doing intra-divisional, intra-conference games. There's not really any cross-play going on except for some independent schools, um, which are a very select few. But yeah, it's 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 a bummer, man. I'm I'm ready for college football to get started, and uh, it's just it's it's really slow right now. Um, it sounds like it's having kind of the same start that MLS and and Major League Baseball is. Yeah, having. yeah. They got to get over that little hump, and hopefully with these um, just with these controlled environments, they're able to kind of you know get healthy and 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 get to playing some ball. So yeah, um, Florida Atlantic and Georgia Southern also had um. Their game postponed. Charlotte, UNC got canceled. Uh, Are these all for COVID reasons? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. There's there's not much clear reporting going on. If it's if it's more so concerns about on campus stuff, but then the the Baylor game did get canceled because one of the position groups um, did have some po- like potentially positive tests come back, but that's not. You said Florida Atlantic, right? Yeah, FAU. So, yeah. is it taking place in Florida? So, um, intra. In, in, Intra-divisional conference games are taking place within the respective stadiums. So teams are traveling within okay. within well, no, their I was own asking divisions. Because if it's in Florida, I know like after the Jacksonville game, there was a lot of people that were like told you need to be on quarantine because I guess there was a lot of fans that came there. Yeah, same thing with Chiefs Kansas game, City think, too. Yeah. Like some people in a in a couple press boxes ended up testing positive after. Yeah, sounds like no more Fuck. fans. Yeah, so um, that's being worked out, and all and and you know, and good news though is the Pac-12. Um, a couple states, their health departments have actually um, given the green light to some schools to be able to start ramping up their their football programs. Big Ten also is coming up, so we, we might have some 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 games put on the docket here probably late September, um, early October. But we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Big Twelve does have um, a pretty pretty extensive um, COVID testing system. They have uh, three tests per week. I think I talked about this with the SEC, and they're all kind of following suit with that three tests per week for um, all high contact sports so football volleyball um, soccer and I would assume basketball it's not listed on here but it, you know I would assume that that would be on there as well um, so return to play re- requires um, positive te- or negative tests to come back and they have to go through EKG tr- tr- troponin blood tests echocardiogram and cardiac MRI so they're I mean they're doing some pretty ex- like extensive health screenings to to make sure that their guys are are healthy and 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 ready to go play, so they don't you know damage themselves after recovering from you know COVID. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we get started soon. And I'm I'm just I'm itching for for college football after these toss up games that were played. I think <laughs> UT beat um, UTEP like fifty nine to three or something like that. And I don't. That's not the Dang. kind of college. That's not the kind of college football I'm going to watch. So well, I mean, yeah. UTEP just beat them last year, right? You know, I I'm not sure, but I, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Texas is like, they're dueling. You never know what's going to happen yeah. with them. So on a on a lighter note, I have a couple players that I'm pretty stoked about. Um, once they get ramped up, uh, 
one guy is Jamie Newman out of Georgia. Uh, he's a recent transfer from Wake Forest. He had 2,868 passing yards, 570, um, uh, 74 rushing yards, and 32 total TDs. So uh, that's a that's a player I have on my list that I'm I'm trying to keep my eye on. Uh, hey, as a yes, sir. Before you get too far into this, uh, so I know like Pac-12 is canceled for the season. Pac-12's coming back. Oh, it is. Yeah, now. USC and like a couple other schools have yeah, start, have started filing um, paperwork with the state. Okay, to be cool. Because I was about to activities. ask if like there was players that were transferring because I know there's high school prospects that are transferring their senior year out to like southern states to you know keep their elite rankings up. So gotcha. There were some transfers. There, you know that. that there there might be. I think it's a culmination of that, and also opportunities to play. But yeah, if 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 if, if I wouldn't be surprised if if COVID's a factor in that as well, just to be able to get some more playing time. If if they're having their seasons delayed or you know potentially postponed, um, indefinitely. So, um, it does it didn't specify on that what the reasonings were um, behind that. But uh, there's another guy. Uh, K.J. Costillo out of Mississippi State, and he played in 29 games with Stanford la- the last three seasons, and he, he kind of succumbed to some injuries. And uh, he uh, pass-heavy guy. Um, he's they, they, they said he kind of comes out of that air raid, like Mike Leach system, where he you know he has the potential to really like light things up. So uh, he's another transfer out of, excuse me, out of uh, Stanford that went to Mississippi State that I think uh, – might want to keep your eye on for the quarterback conversation just out of the conventional names like Trevor Lawrence or, or Sam Ellinger, um, just, or Justin Fields at Ohio state. So, um, those are a couple guys to keep your eye on. Um, and then lastly with this, I just wanted to dive into a little bit of, uh, just ranking and college football playoff, um, coverage. I know that it's going to be a little weird because there's not going to be any interdivisional games played. So, um, rankings are, are, are a little slow this year. You're not going to have any solidified rankings coming out until um, Sunday, December 20th, to really validate. Are you serious? Yeah, it's going to be so it's going to be super it's slow. The weekly shit they usually do. So they're supposed to do it weekly, and they will be doing it weekly. But things won't actually be like whole. and like the yeah. way they do uh, bowl matchups. So the Fuck, first official dude. like announcing for rankings will be basically at the end of the season. Yeah, and it was supposed to be um, December 6th, but because of um, a lot of these different conferences changing their schedules with their with their respected championships like with the sec championship big 12 championship um going over uh december 12th 18th and 19th uh they had to postpone that until they finish those so they can actually have some like you know numbers to run while they're evaluating everything so i see some controversy from this yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird year in college football um i you know they're gonna have an is it gonna be one of those like you know dubbed like asteroid seasons where it's like okay like yeah you 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 want it but you know like how how competitive not competitive but how thorough were you able to evaluate these teams and rank them based upon you know everything real quick thomas do you think um you're gonna have an asterisk next to yours like next to the nba championship i think that's a great question it depends on who wins because isn't that fucked up i mean if the lakers win no but if the heat win yes see I thought that or at first the, Nuggets win, the yes. way that the stars have gone along, but like the way the playoffs have played out is like a typical playoffs for hockey. So I don't think there will be. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, it's kind of it's been pretty uh, d- widely discussed in baseball as well. I think it's more of like two a, asterisks in a row. Yeah, right. But I think it's more of like a fan consensus thing rather than like a legitimacy of like actually competing in like a 
I thought it was also because of baseball being a shortened season. That's one of the main reasons people are kind of talking about it getting an Astros. Yeah, but it's it's long enough to where like um, it's long enough to where like whatever happens in the crazy world of baseball ha- can happen in sixty games. So like <clears throat> like there's like there's enough time they for trends. Just continue to do it for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think before uh, before I wrap wrap this up real quick and then pass it back along to uh, I believe uh, we're gonna skip golf because it's just getting started i think uh nate's going to talk about that some more next week um correct that i turn it back to thomas um nathaniel had a question last week about um caught the 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 playoff like structure and whatnot and like what goes into evaluating that so i pulled up um the cfp website and they have on here right now um a statement like you know every game counts the college football playoff determines the national championship of the top division of college football no shit the format fits within the academic calendar preserves the sports unique and compelling regular season uh, this isn't a regular season in the term in terms of you know for the universal sense but uh, this they have selection committee so the selection committee ranks the teams based on the members evalu- evaluation of the team's performance on the field using conference championships one strength of st- strength of schedule head-to-head results and com- um, in comparison of results against common opponents to decide among teams that are comparable. So that's that's kind of like, I guess, the cool. the criteria that um, yeah. that the committee uses when they're evaluating teams to determine, like, top AP 25 and whatnot. Um, they have committee members that, are, you know, are journalists, former players that are, um, you know, um, involved in academia to some – they have a pretty diverse group of people that, that, that they pool to, to – put these uh these rankings together so um i remember you asking that so i just wanted to just to yeah because i think go it was over discussed that. or something that uh i don't i don't remember what you guys called it some weird thing where it was BCS. like style points style points yeah that uh, was the old that, that yeah. was bcs took yeah. that consider like in in the old system but that's no yeah. longer like like really good because it sounds kind of weirdly quantified it's kind it of is kind of almost is. not quantified yeah. but yeah yeah so it yeah it was it was a shitty system there's a reason why they're they're trying to tinker around with the playoff that should be a little bit more broad but hopefully it gets there but yeah that that's all i've got so uh, i'm gonna oh, thank, so thanks pal um pass light, it back thomas lightning i was uh i was trying to figure out how lightning works <laughs> then it struck me what oh my, oh my god. god jesus christ <laughs> hey brian um so the lightning one right the lightning one can we go back to Aaron's? can we go back to Aaron's I segment the, i wanted the island <laughs> wait what <laughs> No, um, no, I was saying just to you erase say that, that joke. But nobody in the hockey community, except for maybe the Dallas Stars and New York Islanders, wanted that because it would have been very low shooting, very low scoring games. Yeah, but I want the Stars to win. The Stars can still win. In fact, I'm very hopeful. You're 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 optimistic. Yeah. You mean? I mean, I'll get. There's I'll hopeful it. and there's optimistic. Is it? Uh... I'm not. I never <laughs> will say optimistic. Okay. Like I already want to knock on like all the wood that ever existed right now. And just say hopeful. Just go to the redwood forest in San Francisco and just fucking go to town. Yeah. yeah all right. Well, that's on fire, but. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> this has been a very dark podcast. I guess we are a true crime podcast, so there should be some darkness involved. But anyway. Um. Give you guys a just wanted to do a quick preview of the Dallas versus Tampa uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, believe it or not, before the preseason started, this was actually the most common preseason prediction. Dallas Stars were coming off a game seven loss to the St. Louis Blues, who went on to win, and Tampa had just tied the Detroit Red Wings of 1995's 
uh, most wins se- uh, season. So a lot of people really up and coming team and a team that underperformed in the playoffs. That seems like a common pick, and it was a common pick. Um, so last year we had uh, Tampa Bay Lightning losing to the Columbus Blue Jackets in round one after, like I said, getting the most uh, wins by a NHL team tying that record. They were swept out, and that was like a major thing. And then you have the Stars who they lost uh, in the second round to the eventual Stanley Cup champions, um, and people were high on both those teams. Going into the season – Tampa started off as pretty much everybody sort of expected. Uh, they didn't put their foot on the accelerator as much. They didn't care about getting that many wins. They they sort of learned their lesson about this is a marathon. Uh, it's not a race. We don't want to be burnt out before then. And obviously that turned out to work in their favor, even with the COVID break, obviously. Uh, while the Stars started off 1-7-1, uh, and, and everybody was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this was supposed to be a really good team. You just added Pavelski and Perry, which are both like great leaders in the locker room. I know everybody hates Perry, but uh, great leaders in the locker room. Like, what happened? So they, they fi- were hustling. No, no, one seven one's bad. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying they were hustling. They were uh, making everybody count them out, and then they were like, oh, "We're going to run the table." Well, uh, they, Until they fire they, their coach. Yeah, they started yeah. to get hot, very <laughs> hot, and then uh, Jim Montgomery decided to let loose a little bit with some alcohol. Okay, so wait. I actually do want to know about the Jim uh, Montgomery thing because I, I remember it coming out a while ago, and then never got any more details. All we know it. is that he was basically already on his like last strike when it came to anything alcohol. He's when he was a college coach, he had a lot of DUIs. I think he had a few things here. There's no knowledge of what actually happened except that his alcoholism got bad again. So that's like basically you need to go get help. You have an issue, um, and so. We fi- uh, fired him, and our team started to slide a little bit, got back hot again, and then towards the end of the season. Can I ask you a question real quick, Brian? Yeah. Um, the, the co- I, I heard – can you validate this for me? I heard that the coach that we hired um, hadn't had a playoff appearance in like 20-plus years in like professional coaching. Uh, he's had playoff appearances since then, but uh, his last – Or like Stan- series wins. or His like- last Stanley Cup final was 93 with the Bruins. Okay. Okay, so, so I, the guy, I guess that's what I yeah. – okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, so, and Bonus has been around for a long time. He's typically a better assistant coach. For the longest time, he always made this, I don't want to be a head coach. Like, that's not what, he doesn't want, I guess, the stress or anything like that. But since taking over for the Stars, he's talked about how he really enjoys this job. He enjoys being the head coach for it. So, I mean, if if this is his first Stanley Cup victory, I'll be happy for him. Like, uh, the guy's given a lot to hockey, like a lot. And I'll get even further into this because he actually used to be Tampa Bay's assistant coach. Oh. Yeah. Right on. Um, Got them inside secrets. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before COVID uh, started, um, the Stars were on another skid. And actually, this is a really dangerous skid because I think without COVID, the Stars don't make the playoffs this year. They were on that bad of a skid. And there's a lot of people. That's why they predicted them once the playoffs started to be as bad as they were. Um, but here we are. We got the Stars versus Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. It's decided all. Uh, just some interesting facts that I wanted to throw out there. Um, and part of the reason I'm a little bit more hopeful. I'm still going to use that word. Is hopeful <laughs> is uh, right now, despite playing 16 games, as in five 
uh, five games against Columbus, five games against Boston, and six games against the New York Islanders, the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning have actually played 20 games with all the OT that they have played, or an hour longer than the Stars, who Hmm. are now coming off four days rest. I'm not good with math. It's good math, Brian. It's good. Yeah. So basically they have four additional games that they played because of all the OT they played. All right, so that's uh, hopeful for the, the Dallas. Uh, um, another thing stars. I'm hopeful about is we have a very similar style to the New York Islanders, but uh, we have a better offense. Okay. So, and that there was some groundwork being laid there of like how to stop Tampa Bay. They, towards the last two games, they were scoring not very often and not very well. So, if we can keep that like mentality going that we did with Vegas and actually just throughout the playoffs, but especially with Vegas, who started to slow down a lot. Um, and then they came in against us, and we kept that, you know, pedal to the metal, making sure that they're not going to actually get those high-opportunity, high-danger uh, shots or anything like that. If we can do that with the Lightning, I feel like we have a chance. And then there was a – in the offensive zone, um, New York Islanders sort of were doing a – reversing the D-man at point, he moving him lower and all that, and just switching in between him and the uh, uh, offensive winger. And it was really confusing the defense a lot of the Lightning. So I feel like if we look at that, that could be another place that we take advantage of. Going back to the other things, uh, one thing I am really concerned about is the fact that Stamkos may be coming back, which uh, I I equate to the Chiefs getting Clyde Edwards uh, Hilaire this year. You have a team. Yeah, he is. He's the captain of that team and a really good offensive player. So like I said, their offense is struggling right now, but you throw in – Stamkos, that the could captain be a, of the team. That could be a lightning rod. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but I mean, you're looking Puns. at like the Chiefs adding Hilaire. I mean, that just seems like dumb. That's not fair. And yeah, the I fact mean, that we might they might get Stamkos back from injury and struggling on offense just is like what? That's that's illegal. Why know, is he I, here? I don't know why. I feel like I almost had to like not say that the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl because it would be too easy. But like, how are they not? <laughs> like, how are they not? They just got better. Yeah. So did the Ravens, though. But, but yeah, I, I, don't the, know what I mean, anyway, Chiefs are already there. Um, th- I said uh, the cons uh, cons my race is a little bit more open than it is with normal years. I said uh, currently the likely candidates for the stars is uh, Haskinen and Hadobin, and um, for the Lightning it's Hedman and Vasilevsky, which is a little bit stranger because demon don't win it very often. And Hedman and uh, Haskinen are both D-men. I think there's been seven D-men that have won the Consmite so far. Normally, it's a goalie. Every now and then, it's a forward or forward of some sort, whether it's winger or center. Uh, there are a few that could make a run for it. Like I mentioned last time, if Ben keeps scoring at the rate he is, he could make a case for it. Uh, Dennis Gurion or Dennis Gurionov. Oh, so this um, this award goes out after the Stanley Cup. After it's done. That's the way it should be. It's. It, I mean, it's announced as, like, the winner's announced, but I, it's the best like, player of the playoffs. Okay, okay, if it's the best player of the playoffs. So yeah. you think – so here's the argument. No, so, with like, the, with, the, with the MVP and stuff, like, I don't think that it should be clouded by the playoffs. performance in playoffs. Like, it should go to, like, the like regular season, the regular season best, player. best player. Yeah, and that's like, the heart of war. It's such yeah, a, it's such a um, divisive conversation because yeah. I – I struggle with it because Giannis Antetokounmpo just won MVP for the NBA. Uh, I don't yeah. think that he deserves it. 
but, because I mean, of his playoff performance. But that's why you have. That's why NHL has that. They have an MVP for the regular season. And that's a hard award. Right. Uh, so then you go into oh, the that's playoffs. That's awesome. Yeah, you have a. Yeah. That's all voted Everything on should be like as that. the league as the season ends. That's all voted on. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. The baseball, I think, baseball does it after the season, but I think they get it right. They don't like let recency bias, you know, cloud like the decision. But there is those times where like somebody's just so dominating in the playoffs that like it it should sh- cloud it, it. Huh? It should cloud like it should make a reason like maybe like if I, you have two guys that are close, this one guy who does really good in the playoffs probably should. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm on the side. Not- I'm on the side of it. Like that's when it matters. Like LeBron should win the MVP every single year because he, you know, has good performance during the regular season, but it's in the playoffs where he. Yeah, plays. but that's why I you mean, have the a best basketball player. Best that's why you typically have ever a, seen by a player with LeBron in the playoffs. That's why you typically have a playoff MVP, though. Yeah. No, like, you have a uh, finals or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. MVP. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Or, but like World Julian Series Edelman MVP, won. Like, um, yeah. The Super Bowl MVP, you know, uh, four or five years ago, whenever that was. He's not the. I think the thing with Giannis is that, like, I've been thinking about this, Thomas. Like, I I agree with you because I think with this season, I'm not going to remember Giannis for getting the MVP. I'm going to remember him for shitting the bed in the playoffs. Absolutely. I'm not going to remember him for exposed. Yeah, I'm just I. You know, good for him. I'm not. I'm not downplaying it all, but just just to you know, second what you're saying, I I won't remember this season for an MVP season. I'll remember him for just not pulling through when he needed to. Basketball is interesting because. Uh, and I'm guilty of this sometimes. You almost tune out the regular season because the playoffs is what matters. I do this with a lot of sports, frankly, where I'm just like I'm mostly interested in the in the the postseason. Yeah, with that, I think casual so sports fans are like that. With your so with your with your hockey, um, like play like hard hard award, and then your your playoff. So oh, so where where were you where were you taking that then directionally? Oh, I was from? gonna say D men normally don't win it. It was no not really too much direction. It's just like those are the front runners right now. Goalies are typical. Gotcha. Um, and then oh, got it. two D men being like the other two major ones. But Hedman kind of deserves it if they win the cup because um, he's scored nine goals in sixteen games, which is equivalent of forty six goals. In a regular season. Wow. That's a lot for a D-man. That's, That's a, lot a lot of production right there. Um, just wrapping up the rest of it, I was going to make mention of the fact that Haskinen has not allowed a, or has not taken a penalty this whole playoff run, which is crazy for the amount of minutes that he's logging, which is about 24 minutes plus a game. D-men That's a lot. take penalties. I'm sorry. That's a lot? Yeah. What's like What's like a max for a player? What, what like, for mean? example, in, in uh, basketball, like 41 minutes is probably a max for a player. I mean, it, 20, 28 is going to be like the high end. Shit, 30, okay. 30, about half. Because you have to remember, they're going full speed the whole entire time, unlike basketball. Like, that's a major part of it. And don't they play in shifts, too? If they have like yeah. one through three lines yep. or whatever. And So, four lines for the forwards, three lines for the D men. Gotcha. Um, what are lines? Yeah, there's no dribbling at the. Are you uh, talking top about the key, like yeah. where they're like at positionally on the position rotation? Like oh, okay. Yeah. Um, then just really quick, quick, quickly wrapping up the rest. Uh, there will be a back-to-back game in this finals if it gets to five games, which I think is bullshit. But I also get it because of scheduling and how they want to end this season. Um, opening odds are negative one eighty for Tampa, plus one fifty for Dallas. So Tampa is favored. <clears throat> and then um. 
interesting thing is this. Sorry, is, I have a question. Why, why, does, why does the scheduling matter if this is the obviously I mean, the, they're competing with NFL? Oh, uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's the so, blessing and curse of having four major sports going on at the same exactly. time. Yeah, they're, exactly, they're wanting yeah. to get so what they can. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, and there's other reasons as well, but uh, it's almost like it's a perfect time to start a podcast. Yeah, I know about sports. Who'd funk it? Uh, yeah. Then also, this is the southernmost final between teams, but it's the northernmost final that will ever be played because it's taking place in Edmonton, all games, you don't have anything to average it out. So this will be the northernmost final and the southernmost final at the same time. <laughs> Interesting. What a nice little tidbit. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm here I'm for. Gonna, somebody's going to ask me that in 40 years, and I'm going to be like, you know what? You want Brian? I had a friend. I had a friend named Brian Owen who told me this interesting little fact. Are you doing a Jimmy Stewart impression right now? I'm just doing it in like old person voice. Someone, someone's gonna ask me this in 40 years, and I'm gonna be like, I have no idea who any of these people are. So when's when's the first game run? Uh, Saturday. So okay, so if we win Saturday, I think Tuesday for the show, you get to show up with green body paint all over you, and no, and and unity. With in solidarity with the Dallas Stars. I'm guessing the second game is on Blackout. Monday. Yeah, the second game is on Monday, and I think there will if be. If they a win game the second Tuesday. game on Monday, Monday Wednesday. Uh, so next Friday, that's gonna be interesting, guys. Is it? Uh, Maybe might a little viewing party. Do we have a lot to talk about in the next couple weeks for sure? Oh wait, no, I have a good story too. Oh my god, oh, we should just live stream. We should just live stream Brian watching the entire. Game. <laughs> I think more people would enjoy that than listening to us. Like, to be honest, honestly, turn the audio like, we get, it sucks. We get one of those like uh, like rigs that was just attached to his head, so you can like uh, see him as he's running and just like motherfucker. Just a GoPro. <laughs> yeah, I oh, like the GoPros that are attached to the dogs and yeah, they run around the house. Yeah. yeah. Do we have, have like, seen the, Do we have little pressure things like for how much my asshole puckers during this game? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Thomas. Uh, as soon no, as Thomas gets us the uh, Amex, uh, we can uh, go ahead and buy one of those. Daddy Warbucks over here funding the podcast. I'm not rich. He's part of the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, for those dank hockey nuggets, guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Nor deny I'm, that. I'm excited. I'm, I'll be honest. You're gonna I watch know hockey? I always talk shit about. Yeah, I I used to I used to love hockey when I was a kid. I used to be a big Stars fan when I was a kid. But uh, then I got super into baseball, and that's all I cared about. I didn't care about football. I didn't care about basketball. I didn't care about hockey. So just, here's what you need to do tomorrow, Nate. You're going to be watching the U.S. Open, I'm assuming, right? Probably. It's going to be on Channel 5. Yep. Now, once it's that, NBC. Yep. Once that ends, once that ends. <laughs> For our international and uh, non just don't touch the remote. Oh, okay. Yeah. The hockey goes right on. Yeah, I'd love that. Or I'm just going to go get in the pool or something. But um, <laughs> Oh, no, no. I got my brother's engagement party tomorrow night, so I'll have, I'll keep it on the TV, but. Your brother's getting engaged? Yeah, tomorrow. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Congrats. Oh, I can't release. Oh, she's not going to listen to this, but. <laughs> this just in. The thing ruins engagement. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, that's. Val, funny. if you're listening to this, I was talking about Jonathan, not Joshua. Jonathan, if you're listening to this, who's Sorry, Jonathan's buddy. girlfriend? Quick. Who's Jonathan's huh? girlfriend? He doesn't have one. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> he has a fiance. Anyway. Alice. So, um,. We have a uh, feature story. Is this our first feature story, really? Yeah, because this is like the third. Oh, Aaron had his. Uh, dude, that was great. Dude. Yeah, yeah. That was basically. I don't think we, we released that one though. Yeah, we did. Yeah, did we, we did. Yeah, episode. dude. Of course we did. Oh, so well, I mean, mine wasn't really like feature feature. I think yours is probably going to be a little bit longer than this. So, and this is probably you might be you might be teeing it off. We'll do like moving forward. Um, We're going to do a live uh, table reading of Moneyball. 
uh, in, no, no, in a that, few weeks. That's you can go here. sit in the backyard by yourself and do that, and then we'll laugh and just <laughs> enjoy it. You can play all the parts and like do different pitches for the voice. <laughs> <laughs> he goes from station to station. Yeah, and then between <laughs> Jonah Hill and uh, Brad Pitt. He's yeah. Scott Boris. <laughs> um, I'm actually kind of down to do that. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. I am not down to do that. Anyway, um, so uh, I was going to talk about the infamous scandals. Of the University of Louisville, but so I saw on her list. I think this said oh. the 2014 uh, Thomas scandal or something like that. What the fuck's that? I don't know. It was Are on. The, it was on the Google Doc. The, the, I I edited the it. Thomas you, scandal. It, 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 yeah. It's, All right. It, it was something. I don't remember, but I changed it and then you left it on there for like two weeks. Tom. So I was assumed we were just going to pivot to that now, and you were going to cover the Thomas scandal. I think that's when he of moved to Boston, so he thought that was an like integral part <laughs> oh, of the yeah, story yeah. that has something to do with like that was U of L. So yeah, yeah. I live in Addison. Was really yeah, somehow you finagled that. So what's the Louisville scandal? So before beginning, we must highlight our sources because we're responsible podcasters. Most um, integrity. I pulled. <laughs> I pulled four articles <laughs> for this story: an October 2015 article by Jill Martin of CNN. An October 2017 article by Andrew Wolfson of uh, the Courier Journal, a February 2018 article by Mark Tracy of the New York Times, and a May 22 article by Pat Ford of Sports Illustrated, or SI, I think that's what they're called now. So the history of the Louisville basketball program is a storied one. Before I get into it, understand that there are 353 total Division I basketball programs, Okay. And sixty two of those Division teams. Division one. Yeah. And sixty two of those teams make the March Madness thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh since their establishment in nineteen eleven, they have been to forty three NCAA tournaments, good for fifth all time. Seventy six NCAA tournament wins, which means wins within the tournament, good for sixth all time. Ten final four appearances, good for sixth all time, and they have won. 1,869 games, they've lost 926, with a winning percentage of .668, good for 7th all-time. So they are within the top 10, really the top 7. It's fucking juggernaut numbers right there, man. It's Louisville. Yeah, they're a basketball powerhouse. I had no idea that they were this big of a... Yeah, they're... I I seriously thought once they got... They're the basketball school. thought once they got Rick Pitino, that's when they got big. Uh, That's how little I know about college basketball. Oh, well, I mean, none of us were alive... Um, yeah, so uh, who cares about any of that? I mean, I really don't care about any of that, to be honest with you. We care about championships. Um, they've won three. Two under legendary coach Denny Crum, who we were not, none of us were alive for any of that. Uh, but crummy dude. Rude. Um, did he open Denny's? No, he did not oh, open okay. Denny's. It's just a normal name. I know a Denny. Do you know a Denny? I know a I've Dennis, never met a Denny, Denny in my life. I met a Denny's. You met Denny's? Dined at Denny's a few times. Yeah, Denny's. Hey, let's go to Denny's, guys. Let's Hardcore go, shows and Denny's. Finish the story. Yeah, let's do that. Or we could play Among Us. But anyway, um, <laughs> amongst. Oh, was it amongst? No, I was joking. No, it's amongst. yeah, it's Among Us. You guys don't want to play Among Us with me? No. I do, but I don't have it's, a laptop. You don't need one. It's just your phone, and they have it for Google Play. You weirdo. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> that's not weird, but go on. <laughs> anyway, um. So they won two under Denny Crum, 1980 and 1986, and they also won more recently in 2013 under legendary coach Rick Pitino. We all familiar. I don't know if Nathaniel is, but you two are familiar with Rick Pitino. You've heard that name before. I literally I've just said that's the only reason you. I thought Louisville was a good program. Yeah, 
So, however, and including the championships, they would make history in a different way by being the only team in NCAA basketball history to have their title vacated. So they've only won two championships. Technically, yes, Brian. Can't wait till they make a movie about this and have... uh, Jonah Hill? No. He's gonna <laughs> not be, Jonah Hill. He's going to be Rick Pitino? Uh, no. Who's the dude from Goodfellas? No. He would be great I for was going to say... Oh, Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta would be perfect for, for Rick Pitino. I was going to say Christopher like Walken. <laughs> can anybody do a Christopher Walken impression? I sometimes can do a, a Christopher Walken impression. That's actually not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm impressed. Thanks. We can't do any I used to do a lot of that cowbell... Uh, More cowbell? I've got a fever... And the only cure is more cowbell. It's just like awkward pauses. Yeah. That don't make any sense. Yeah. You could do a little Italian, little... Have you ever seen Annie Hall? Yes. The scene with Christopher Walken kills me every fucking time. Anyway. Um, so, to start at the beginning, because most of this is going to be about Rick Pitino. Pitino uh, grew up in Long Island, New York in the 1960s where he began his basketball career at Oyster Bay High School, which I actually went to Oyster Bay one time for a wedding. Um, he would play point guard, and he would go on to become a standout point guard for the UMass Amherst Minutemen, where another legendary basketball player or you know basketball person played, Julius Irvin. Do you all know who Julius Irvin is? Dr. J. Boom. You got it. Did you know that, Nathaniel? Yeah. It doesn't look like you knew that. I knew his name. Yeah. He had the sky. He was the first skybook, right? No, he's played NBA Street all the time, green, and he was thought, one of the throwback players. Deatra J is famous for Duncan. Such a good game, yeah. He's famous for Duncan, dude. I know, but I feel like he, he's the dunk guy. It was that uh, that teardrop shot too, right? He had like this. Uh, no, that's uh, the skyhook. Yeah, that's uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, dude. I'm looking. Pretty sure Doctor J had some you other Google shot this. too. Or anyway. <laughs> They actually never played together. Uh, uh, Patino was a freshman. They were just on the same team. But um, he also played with Nathaniel. Mike Flanagan. I, I never heard you know, of that name. Oh, you know that name? 1979 AL Cy Young Award winner. Yeah. So they, yeah, it's two you know, notable notables. Anyway, to skip ahead to the good shit, uh, his collegiate career ended, and he immediately pursued a career in coaching where he would go on to coach for Boston University as an assistant for the Knicks in the mid-'80s, head coach for Providence, back to the Knicks as their head coach and actually had some decent success with uh, Patrick Ewing uh, era Knicks where they won a division title after only winning 24 games the previous year. They're 82. Um, But after New York, he moved back to college and he's probably most famous. I guess arguably, I guess Brian knows him from Louisville, but uh, he's probably most famous for his time at university of Kentucky, uh, which is another uh, traditional collegiate basketball powerhouse. Uh, he would make them. He would take them to the Final Four in '93. Won a title in '96, and actually, the year after he left Kentucky to coach the Celtics, they won the title in '98 with the team he built. So um, wait, after he left the Celtics, they won. Okay. No, no, no. After he left Kentucky to go coach for the Celtics, they won. They would. They would win with a team that he basically built. Oh, Kentucky would win. Okay. Yeah, I thought you. Win. I thought you meant the Celtics. Sorry. No, 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 no. Um, no, they did not win anything. The Celtics. That's a, I'll get into that later, actually. Um, I was going to say the only person I know, or the only thing I know about University of Kentucky is uh, the uh, Pillsbury Throw Boy. Do you not? Oh, yeah, the quarterback, and he did some arena stuff, and he, he recently oh, passed away guy. with like a yeah, heart attack or he something. Won a, 
I want to title with you. I can't think of the guy's name right now. You're talking about the football player, yeah. right? The lefty? Yeah. 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 He went to the yeah, uh, He passed away recently. League. Yeah. Yeah. He played for the, for he the, played Giants. For the Giants. Yeah. yeah that's, that's why right. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, is that what you said for you? Yeah. It's okay. I'm, like, I'm not Kentucky. a Kentucky fan. Yeah, no, but yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, anyway, his teams at Kentucky are famous for their full court press defense, which is just kind of a cool staple of college basketball it's what makes college basketball so much fun like they don't make a lot of shots to be honest but the defense is a little bit more intense and he kind of i wouldn't say he started that but he certainly was famous his teams at kentucky for uh implementing that um kind of general aggressive style and they are also famous this is incredibly important for the sport today um and to patino's legacy is patino is credited as being the first coach to really focus on the three-point shot so out of curiosity i know like ncaa football uh is the one that kind of innovates for the nfl yep is it the opposite for nba it's at one point because and i think we talked about this before at some point maybe it was on or the podcast maybe it was off the podcast the trend right now, and this is very recent, is that we are deviating from college basketball being an influence to uh, professional basketball. Is We're, that because of the defensive and also just different game? Uh, it's not time? scheme schematically. It's um, it's talent pool is uh, being taken away from the college game and going into the G League. This is okay. Very yeah, we did talk about this in the last yeah. year. Um, but in terms of schematics, yeah, I mean, it's just like college football where it's like a testing ground mm-hmm. to to see what would work and uh, oftentimes professional coaches um were collegiate coaches and so they they bring their like brad stevens is a good example brad stevens is one of the best coaches in in uh in uh, the nba right now and he came from i think it was butler i, I came from butler wrong. yeah yeah uh from butler and it's also down to the heat right now he is down to oh to the heat. Yes, thank you for reminding me of that. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, they that happens frequently. It's it's I would say it's pretty comparable for sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, Patino is, is you know there are some other people that you know did it as well, but Patino is really the one that made it famous because he was coaching for Kentucky, which is a huge you know um, huge collegiate basketball program. That a lot of people are fans of like. You know, uh, famous rapper Drake for some reason is a fan of Kentucky, which makes no sense at all. But and he's just fans of whatever he's a bandwagoner for yeah. sure. Shout out Drake. Anyway, um, the three point shot coming into basketball professionally first in 1979, which is the year that Magic Johnson and um, Larry Bird were uh, drafted and then uh, adopted by the NCAA only in, in 1986. So Patino coached for Kentucky in the um, in the ninety for the better part of the nineties, and would really bring it to the forefront of uh, an offensive attack. And um, finally, um, he would go on to coach the Celtics. He, like I said, he left Kentucky, and after a miserable stint with the Celtics, which is a a whole other thing, uh, Patino returns to college basketball in two thousand one as the head basketball coach for the Louisville Cardinals after the retirement of the earlier mentioned legendary coach Denny Crum and just two years they would make the final four making him the first collegiate head coach to do that with three different teams he also did it with Providence Uh, from that 2005 season through 2012 
season. They would see general success consistently making it deep into the tournament. And frankly, I, you know, I don't think that we or that you'd know any of these players that he coached because I, I don't know any of them. Um, Francisco Garcia, Terrence Williams. The wide receiver for the Cowboys? No. There's a Francisco Garcia that's a wide receiver for the Cowboys. No, How Terrence many Williams, fucking wide receivers? Terrence Williams. Oh, Terrence Williams. No, no, no. Not the same <laughs> Not the same Terrence Williams. Um, along with uh, Andre McGee. Remember that name. Remember that name for later. It's important. Was um, he the star on McGee and me? Yeah. Okay, so we we don't right. need to remember it. So Andre McGee, remember that name. Anyway, those players were a big part of the early aughts, uh, success with Patino, and Reese Gaines was a big part of the latter years, but really no notable professional players other than, oddly enough, Terrence Williams. No, not the wide receiver for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, who had more of a career overseas, something which, you know, the fact that none of these guys had professional careers is kind of ironic for the juice of the story. But anyway, in 2013, they would finally win the title, defeating Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr.'s Michigan Wolverines. It's important because they played for... You said for in 2013? 2013. I thought Tim Hardaway had been in the league for like 20 years. I don't know why. Tim Hardaway Jr. That's you're thinking about. Oh, so both of them made it to the league. Yeah, dude. Okay. Tim Hardaway Jr. plays for the Mavericks, dude. So does Trey Burke. I know two players from the Mavs. Who are they? Christopolis and... Uh, Quiz what? Christopolis. 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 Christops Porzingis. Whatever, close enough. He's not Greek. Yeah, well, now he is. It's all right. You, 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 yeah, and Luca, we mentioned a lot. Luca, do you want Chris to... Christops Porzingis and Name Luka. one stars player. Luca Doncic. Uh, Mike Jamie Madonna. Ben, uh, no, 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 no. no. John Jamie Stamos. Ben and Tyler Sagan. Okay. Fuck you. It's Carl Sagan, actually. <laughs> yes. R.I.P. Um, anyway, uh, where was I? All right, Trey we're, Burke we're, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, so we're, we're done with the backstory. I'm really sorry if that was boring. But, no, um, it, wasn't very, it was very informative and interesting. It gave me a, a good, like, kind of j- laid the groundwork for all the information that you're about to uh, lay on us. So Did Thomas actually, job? Thomas typed up some uh, some sheets with some fill-in-the-blank stuff. So as he's going through his story, we have to fill the blanks in, and whoever uh, has the most correct answers re- filled out actually sounds gets, like a, a really gets good some game. star points. I'm really struggling here, guys. I need some help. Can I borrow your sheets? <laughs> Name it's this a player. Lib. The whole story is a Mad Lib. Quistopolis. <laughs> Quistopolis. I I've can't just, believe you said that. I've just been putting hockey players in here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's used all the Russian names and somehow went Greek. But <laughs> So, anyway, um, after all the high fives, champagne, maybe some butt pats. Some good old mm. butt pats. Some good old Jason Garrett butt pats. Uh, it seems as though there was some. It's not gay as long as you're wearing a towel. You know, lo- locker room stuff? No, deadpan him. He doesn't deserve a laugh. A Dead, towel? Deadpan? <laughs> yeah, like locker room stuff. You're, you're hitting the showers. Do a little... Jesus Christ. Okay. Just anyway. Um... I was homeschooled. I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I never... I don't know what happens in locker rooms. <laughs> the punchline for all your jokes should be, I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, it seems as though there was some skullduggery. Why does that sound? What is? Go on with your story, dude. I was trying to find a good word for this, um, and I like had to Google some shit. Uh, skullduggery is the use of clever, underhanded actions to achieve an end. Okay, thanks, Webster. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm really sorry I did that. And it, <laughs> there was some skullduggery. It is spelled S K U L L D U G G E R Y. We've all heard the word. You've we heard the know, word? Yeah, we know it's. I've never heard the word before. Yeah. 
I googled it. Anyway, involved in their accolades. In 2015, a woman by the name of Katina Powell. Did you get a mosquito? Sorry, yeah, it was a mosquito. There's a lot of fucking mosquitoes out here. I know, and I'm scared of West Nile. People are getting West Nile in Carrollton. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I thought we were east of the Nile over here, though, so we yeah, should be good. True. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, depends we're on, west of the really Nile? Depends on, what dir- well, I guess depends on what direction around the globe you go. We're uh, <laughs> both. Yeah, it's like yeah. in the... Anyway. Uh, well, it depends on just which direction you go to get yeah. there. Yeah. But no, it's named after the west part of the Nile. Yeah. <laughs> How to get all the way here from Africa. <laughs> it's almost like we have, like, roots. Boats? Like, Fucking boats. I blame Airplanes? Boats. Airplanes. Pfft. Airplanes would never let that happen. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I forgot where I was in the story. Okay. Uh, a woman by the name of Katina Powell, who has described herself as an escort, quote unquote escort, informed the University of Louisville that she would be releasing a book entitled Breaking Cardinal Rules. It's a good name. Great name. I, what's her OnlyFans? I don't have her OnlyFans <sighs> link. I will look it up and send it to you. I will I will let you know you would be disappointed. Oh, then did. I'm not interested. Yeah, you'd be very disappointed. Um, she's more of like the uh, uh, who is the Jeffrey Epstein lady? Um, she's seen Giseline Giseline, Maxwell. Yeah, whatever. I've heard her first name pronounced so many different. Well, Miss Maxwell, whatever. She's more of like that kind of person. Yeah, I'm not. I'm good. Anyway, Breaking Cardinal Rules. Great name for a book. Genius. In this book, she details that herself and several other women put on parties for former players and recruits of the Louisville basketball program. It is said that like, they're... Like pizza parties? Yeah, like pizza. Oh, that's great. Actually, you know what, dude? There might have been pizza. Who fucking knows? All right. There were some other things going on at this party as well, but pizza, hey, why the fuck not? I'm, if I'm an 18-year-old kid, I want fucking pizza at a party, of course. Maybe some, you know, pot stickers. I love a good pot sticker every now and then. Anyway, it said that there were more than 10, but less than 30 parties held on and off campus, which means that there were fucking parties like I'm about to describe on campus in literally in the dorms amongst all the other. It blows my mind. It is stated and assumed that there was alcohol, which would be served to minors, by the way, involved. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I think that is illegal. Aaron, do you think that's illegal? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for <laughs> just pretty, doing what you can without getting caught. And <laughs> just, yeah, so I, yeah. Spoken like Decriminal, someone who loves college football. Decriminalized alcohol. <laughs> Start them when they're young at 14, just make sure they can handle themselves and Fuck, it's 18 in every other country. Like, what are we doing I mean, here? Depends on the country. Some of them are just like, if you're responsible, drink up. Why wasn't I invited to these parties? Because uh, you're not good at basketball. Yeah. You're you're actually pretty – you're okay. I want to hear about these parties, though. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you more about the parties, Aaron. So there's alcohol, which is cool, uh, and that these ladies did some sexy dances. Clothing optional, but not suggested. Mm-hmm. Mm. And at least one player said that a woman was paid to, you know, consummate, do the sex. Oh, that's a weird way of saying just consummate, but okay. They engaged in activities of procreation. <laughs> I, do, I don't sex. think that was the goal of it. 
I don't think they were trying to have babies. Oh. Uh-huh. They were just doing it for the pleasure. The sex. Anyway, um, remember uh, Andre McGee? Do you remember me talking to you about that? McGee and me. Yeah, yeah. I got you. What the fuck is McGee and me? I don't fucking know what that is. It was a, a Christian uh, show. Christian. Oh, God. I literally had you no know, idea. It was actually a great show, but Home it school. was... Uh, that tornado one was the best, dude. Yeah. It's like a... The tornado oh, wait, one? wait. Um, actually, uh, Jake. that was Jake Gyllenhaal's first acting gig, I think. McGee and me. Yeah. A Christian or, television show. No, maybe show. not McGee. Uh, Tobey Maguire. It was some... Pretty similar. It was somebody... I mean, uh, was it Elijah Wood? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Elijah Wood. You're just throwing out... I'm just throwing out it like any time from that okay. generation of actors. It was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Don't do that to Ryan Reynolds. John Krasinski in. <laughs> <laughs> is John Krasinski younger than all those guys? I feel like he is. I feel like, I feel uh, like he's in his upper forties already. Is he really? No, no. He's like no, he's like he's... late thirties, early forties. He's. Oh, I, I think he was he was like twenty five when he started the office, and was that two thousand five? So I remember googling. He might be Ryan Reynolds now? and being. Blown away by how old he is now. He's exactly forty. Damn. Oh damn! Fuck, well, man. He will turn forty-one in like a month. So 06 was when the office started. So that means that was fourteen years. Ago. Yeah, he was he was Shit. like twenty-five, twenty-four when he got cast. Okay, for that. that makes sense. So what what happened with Andre McGee, my guy? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Andre McGee. So um, after he was finished playing, Patino hired him onto his staff as an assistant to um, assist. And boy, did he! McGee, and oddly enough, McGee... So he's a good coach. <coughs> yeah, sure. Um, who knows? I guess they won a title, so sure. He was a good coach. Uh, McGee, and, and uh, McGee alone is the one implicated in paying for said parties, strippers, escorts, pizza, whatever. Um, Playing deep pocketbooks. What's wrong with that? No, I don't think he used his own money, Brian. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Um, the, the alumnus money sure yes the alumnus money when colleges uh gouge you for your expensive uh yeah diploma that you receive and then continue to ask you for money if my team wins a championship i yeah i feel like that's money well spent don't you aaron what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah if tcu wins a national championship i wouldn't mind i didn't even go to school there i don't mind donating their alumnus and yeah let's do it sure yeah you yeah. get 20 bucks there you go yeah i'll venmo you yeah anyway uh <laughs> of course so the ncaa quickly began an investigation when this book was being released uh, as one of those, as well as one of those good old internal investigations made by the university, we love those. Those are always usually very, um, you know, Let me by guess. the books. Yeah, they found no wrongdoing. Uh, you'd be correct. And all officials implicated, including Patino, of course, deny everything. Hmm. Um, it's not. It's pretty unheard of. <laughs> yeah, it's not something a lawyer would tell you to do. Uh, so to yada 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 my way through litigation because it's fucking boring. Uh, three years later, in February of 2018, the NCAA forced Louisville to vacate their 2013 national championship. The first time for that to happen in the history of NCAA basketball. Because, of course, we know that happened to SMU. Which, at some point, we maybe we should probably do an SMU. I don't know. It's probably been talked about enough. I don't know. We should. It's interesting still. I'm sure that we could fill a two-hour podcast full of SMU stuff. Or a two-parter. Or Will we get in trouble if we just like 
through the soundboard, put the 30 for 30 Pony Express on, <laughs> just play that for a couple hours. I think we would get in trouble. I think oh. Bill Simmons would well, probably write no, us we'll a letter. No, we'll just say it's a parody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Aaron. Or an email with his lawyer on copy, something like that. <laughs> Cease and desist real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get canceled real quick. Anyway, um, uh, they were also forced to vacate all their wins from 2011 through 2015, which includes two Final Four trips as well as nearly half a million dollars in payouts from those seasons. But after all of this, it cannot be confirmed that Coach Patino was directly involved. Although I'm not sure how a head coach could have missed all the fucking pizza. Uh, that would be difficult to miss. Ice cream cakes. All the cheese and the ice cream cakes. Oh my God. We didn't talk about ice cream cakes. I would love ice cream cakes at a party. It's not a party unless you have a bazooki and an ice cream cake. Yeah, at prefer- the very least, he would have caught it at weigh-ins. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's going on here? Sorry, coach. I've been eating a lot of pizza and, and ice cream. So is this the original Pizza Gate? all right we have not confirmed that pizza was involved in the parties we're just assuming because i like pizza at parties and brian likes pizza at parties i'm sure aaron and nathaniel like pizza at parties i pop punk shows oh fuck yeah dude and kitty Um, cats yeah um so yeah so it's i mean you know kind of like a sandusky paternal situation like how could he not have known although not nearly as fucking dark or um Catholic life ruining, yeah. Life ruining. <laughs> I was about to say, that's dark not or the Catholic. Same. <laughs> I mean, you know, they both involve basketball. No, they don't actually. Mm. That was football. football. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, if we're speaking of Catholic, like, I don't think they moved. Santa no, it's Penn State. Right. Penn State, okay. Duke, that's all right. I don't that's I why mean, you're here, Nathaniel. We like you for this. I know Duke uh, had the whole. We're not, not going to go into that. Yeah, but they had their own scandal. Did so they really? Just, oh, that was the lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was let's some dark shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that one. For that was. Sure. I'd bad. rather not. No, dude. That's the whole point yeah, of the podcast. That whole thing. Like, I think that I think that's not even resolved yet. Like with yeah, a couple maybe, of those players, I think they're still going through legal proceedings on that. Maybe in 2027, when we're still doing this podcast, we could do. Uh, Anyway, so what happened after these pizza parties and all that stuff? <laughs> uh, after the whole fiasco, there were even more uh, criminalities. Oh, I should say, Patino remained coach. Um, wow. I mean, Paterno remained coach. So I guess you're right. Yeah. Until uh, it got worse. After the whole fiasco, there were even more criminalities associated with the program. This regarding the 2016 through 2018 teams only a year after the sex scandal that had their 13th title vacated came to light. This one, however, being a, uh, I'm so fucking sorry, a pay-to-play scandal involving the athletic wear company Adidas. Adidas. Which stands for All Day I Dream About Sports. No. It doesn't? No. I always thought it did. It's Adidas. I thought it was a German company, yeah. It is. It is? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Its brother company is Puma. Hmm. Yeah. Puma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Is that German? Was it yeah. literally brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. One broke off and started Puma. I'm learning stuff. Maybe today. Thomas, do some more research okay, before you right, bring these segments. No, yeah, you're, right, you're talking sorry. about Adidas and you don't even say Adidas. You say yeah. Adidas. Adidas. So what were these implications then with, with Adidas? Like you said, pay to <laughs> play. So like what, what, what happened with so that? So the story goes that Patino, along with assistant coaches Jordan Fair and Kenny Johnson, with finances provided by Adidas... 
work to gain, um, work to again recruit players to come play at Louisville. While not all players are named, the key individual is Brian Bowen the second. Brian Owen is he related to Bruce Bowen by any chance? He's not related to Bruce okay. Bowen. I think that sounds a little bit and I'll sus. You, you'll find Can out I, why he's not related. To guys, Bruce I, I I need to go. I'll be right back. It's Brian Bowen, not Brian Owen. I know we're saying I think he changed his name. Did you? Did you used to play basketball at Louisville? Yeah, definitely, man. Did you play overseas look at as him. well? Yeah, you are you are built for basketball, <laughs> definitely. Stop body shaming I'm me, not Thomas. Body shaming you for anything, Fired. dude. You'd be a great. Hey, like, if Muggsy Bogs can do it. You can too. Muggsy Bogs. No, it's Bogs. It's Bogs. Adi does, and Etnis. I thought, I thought, I thought, that's I so it's here. actually interesting that Adidas is part of the scandal because I thought it was Adidas. It is Adidas, actually, but we're in America. Goddamn right. So anyways, it's interesting that Adidas is part of the scandal because they're known for scandals. Like, I know they had a big one with FIFA many years ago. Like, that's part of the FIFA corruption thing. Well, Sam is out of this podcast. We don't talk about soccer anymore. No, I'm going to talk about the FIFA <laughs> corruption because it's like 50 years Yeah, long. it's really bad. <laughs> I don't know about this. Again, it'll I be, done it'll more. Be, it's, it's a long thing that we didn't talk about. That's going to be like a multiple yeah. podcast. Yeah, sick. I cannot fucking wait. So, um, slave labor. Anyway, so mm-hmm. Brian Bowen, not to be confused with Brian Owen. Um, we know that he was involved, and we know this because Brian's phones were actually tapped by the FBI. Deflate gate. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI cares about fair recruitment of basketball players. Your tax dollars are in good hands. These wiretaps were conducted in the summer of 2017, where Adidas associates were described to have bribed Bowen's father, who is not Bruce Bowen, um, with $100,000 to get him to commit to U of L. The reason this is beneficial to Adidas is because they are a major sponsor for Louisville. Marketing. I don't know. Something like that. And because it was recorded this time that Patino was involved, this would finally get the legendary coach fired by the university. Along with him, Bruce Bowen's would-be agent, Christian Dawkins, as well as two Adidas associates, James Gatto and Merle Code. Fucking These names, names sound made up. I know, they do sound made up. I'm just, I swear they're real. Um, we're all prosecuted and sentenced in March of 2019. But it's, you know, white-collar crime. I was about so, to say, was, so they're already out. It was, yeah, it was only like six months in prison. <laughs> so, yeah, this stuff has been going on for most of the decade. Since 2011, and it's still being litigated. The Adidas portion of this, uh, the NCAA only four months ago sent notice to Louisville for repercussions, which still haven't been released yet as to what those penalties will be. And then after all of this, to make things even more confusing, you have the Rick Patino shit that we just spent uh, an hour or however long talking about and then along with that you have a whole other mess with the football program involving bobby patrino Mm. so you have patino patrino clones from camino i don't fucking know um and uh the patrino thing i i was digging into this i spent a little bit of time and i don't think we have enough time to cover all of it essentially he was coached uh he was coaching in eight different jobs in eight different years leaving a mess everywhere he went there was some NFSW, Twitter follows. Maybe we can cover him at a later date because he's kind of interesting, to be honest with you. But back to Patino. Wait, wait, wait. I do want to quote Mike yes. Zimmer about 
Petrino real quick because he has one of the greatest quotes quotes ever. Called him a gutless bastard, and someone said we can't print that. And he goes, "Call him a gutless motherfucker. Print that. I love that. <laughs> I love. Damn, that's badass. That's sick. Wow. Thank you for bringing that. Do you that's just remember awesome. that off the top of your head? It's one of my favorite football oh, quotes awesome. of all time. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. One of my favorite is uh, Bill Parcells. When he was asked before uh, playing uh, Washington, um, the Washington Redskins, it was, uh, they were like, are you scared of the Redskins? And uh, Parcells was like, I'm scared of snakes, spiders, and the IRS. (laughs) I'm not scared of the Redskins. They're competition. I love that. We can't say that anymore, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. The Washington football team. Thank you. I mean, it My has bad. historical significance. It's a quote from... It does. Then. It is historical. No. It was a quote. It's canceled. You're right. It is canceled. Um, but anyway, we can, maybe we can talk about Petrino later on, but back to Petrino. He is still coaching. He most recently coached for, and I'm going to fuck this name up because it's Greek and I don't fucking know how to speak Greek. Christopolis. Panathianikos <laughs> <laughs> B.C.? I'm going to spell it for you. Panathianikos P-A- Oh, my it. God. You nailed it. It's Pathanikos. That, like it? that was Italian. No, it's Pathanikos. No, Pathanikos. Oh, my God. You guys are so much better than me. But they're also... They have a, That's still they a used to That's have a, a really good uh, soccer team. P-A-N-A-T-H-I-N-A-A-I-K-O-S. Yeah. B-C. Can you say that one more time, Brian? Pathanikos. Pathanikos. Holy shit, dude. Pathanikos. Oh my god, you guys are so good at this. We should start a way with words like NPR and just start doing stuff like that. <laughs> Skullduggery. Skullduggery. <laughs> Wayne Gwetzky. Chrysanthemum. God no menthuth, menthuth. <laughs> god no menthuth. Anyway, so uh, he coached for them in the Greek Basketball League, Euro League, uh, until most recently ending his contract due to the coronavirus pandemic. He is now set to coach the, Lo- the Iona Gales, which is actually D1. Because there are like a fuck ton of D1. Where's Iona? Players. It is located in New Rochelle, New York. Ooh. It's like upstate. Ground zero, patient zero, and also pretty much the host of the 2020 U.S. Open. Exactly. Oh. New Rochelle. You remember the New Rochelle stuff? It was like a ground zero of COVID-19. I thought that was Mayor Minek. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was in Washington They're right next State, to each other. Yeah, they're right next to Cool, okay. It's, uh, well, yeah. yeah the, New Rochelle so was Washington was like it. pretty much the... Chinese strain was originating yeah. there, and then, like the stuff from Europe, pretty much was in New Rochelle. Gotcha. Some okay. dude came and then started getting everybody sick, and then like they had a huge. It's like, honestly, it's 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 like twenty minutes north of Manhattan. Oh, like okay. it's it's okay. right there. But there you have it: the University of Louisville basketball scandal. So does Adidas? Does Adidas even have any? Or who? Who's the who? Who's the main equipment provider for basketball now? I'm assuming it's not Adidas. After this, like, probably, <laughs> is it Nike? It's probably Nike, I think. Okay, it's probably still Adidas. Like, I'm not joking. You they, think so? That's they're still FIFA's main uh, sponsor. Despite all after the all that stuff, yeah. Huh. Huh. I mean, think about it. Adidas. Still I don't know Nike. how much of it. I don't know how much of it you can blame Adidas for. Yeah, they're just like, going to say they're it's the ones this that one are like, person. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're doing what they're doing like it's up to i guess the colleges and the coaches to like abide by their restrictions this is a free market so it's not like uh football or all the professional leagues Um, yeah they have each team yeah um so nike is the top of course the top jersey sponsor but yeah obviously segmented out Yeah. yeah is reebok up there 
I would uh, doubt it. Highly doubt it. Dude, Dude those shoes Reebok. are so sick, though. Like Reebok the shoes. The old school ones. Holy shit. Yeah. Those are the best. I've been wanting to get some. They're like really expensive. You mean the pump-up ones? Yeah, I love those. No, those. <laughs> some K-Swiss? Mm-hmm. I own K-Swiss. I have K-Swiss. Yeah, I, I do too. As well. Do we all own K-Swiss yeah. in 2003? I have K-Swiss now. Oh. Weird. That's weird. I mean, no, they're not like the weird ones that look like... They're just like literally just white sneakers. They're badass, but... I mean, that's I mean, all K-Swiss is. is white no, sneakers. but they had like those it's weird ones with like... Uh, they did like a knockoff of Adidas kind of, but... With those three stripes, but they were like white stripes and they were puffed out. They looked mm. really stupid. White stripes is I a good those band. Because Usher wore them. Yeah, I mean, they were cool at the time. They look stupid now. You also had some In Timberlands the, because uh, I Exhibit didn't wore them. own Timberlands. I couldn't own Timberlands, so I just got like the... You couldn't own them. Or I couldn't, guys. I couldn't afford them. So uh, I got like the cat boots instead. Like, you had Uggs? No, like the cat boot, Like, uh, you know, cat the... Machine, uh, yeah, machine, Cater- Caterpillar, the yeah. heavy machinery, the machinery company. company. They Cat made boots. They made like the Target brand uh, utility boots. What they looked they- just like Timbaland. So anybody that was poor, but I bought, I got Shacks from uh, Target because I couldn't afford Jordans. Hey Thomas, so was was Louisville? Um, were they ever like excluded from um, March Madness eligibility or anything after this, or are no. they eligible to? No, participate. they um, independently vacated themselves. Uh, I believe it was in the 2019 series. Should have gone um, with the 2021, man. Well, yeah. That would have been, been smart. Convenient. Yeah, just yes. like put it off for a year. Oh, yeah. No, we're good. Yeah, yeah we vacated. We're going to pass. Yeah. No, but yeah, it was it was very reason. But yeah, the sex scandal didn't really um, afflict them too much. Hmm. But um, it yeah. sounds like a lot of those players had a good time, though. On, yeah, on Bruce Bowen's, or, you know, the school's dollar. Andre McGee. Andre McGee, there you go. Yeah. McGee and McGee and, McGee and me. Yeah. McGee and me, I'm sorry. Thomas, let me be the first to say thank you so much for <laughs> bringing the story tonight and coming prepared and it was I'm good. Really, really bringing something right. of substance, laying a groundwork, and then just kind of letting us. I fucking hate you so much. I d- I d- I'm walking away with this knowing so much more. I'm serious. Thomas. I'm being Thomas, 100% sincere. You're the foundation. I fucking hate all of you. Anyway. We're uh, giving you legitimate compliments. We just don't do it often, so you don't know what it sounds like. It's true. I yeah. mean, once... There's, not, there's not much to compliment you about. Once volleyball so comes this up, is one it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's true. I'm going to kick all your asses in volleyball. Uh, it'll be uh, a first. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Love you. Uh, I mean it. Does anybody else have anything? Yeah. Uh, do we have... So we have previews for Tuesday's podcast. Um, we're just gonna do NFL stuff again. Um, maybe some crosstalk for um, some of the other sports. We'll probably that are going talk on about the first two games of the Stanley exactly. Cup playoffs. Yeah, are you and gonna bring we'll up any be, golf stuff? Yeah, we'll, so we'll we'll talk about the, the open. We'll weekend. recap the open. Talk about the winner, how the course played, and uh, just go ahead and FYI, if anybody doesn't already know, both Tiger and Phil didn't make the cut, but. Wait, so I just lost $2,000 because you told yeah, me Phil Mickelson would I know, I'm sorry. Win. I'm sorry. You owe Brian $2,000. You said he was going to win. You I, were like, I, I for sure know Phil Mickelson was going to win. Sounds on like you owe Brian I said that I really hope he wins. $2,000 hairs. Okay, I'll, get, I get, I'll give you some doll hairs. 
I mean, they're not worth nothing. Can I get some it's bucks true. instead? Two thousand bucks. They have some value. <laughs> some value. I don't know what it is. Uh, we just donate them to Locks for Love. But anyway, thanks for listening, whoever's listening, Casey, and um, if you're out there and you've made it this far, we love you. <laughs> we do. We really love you. Appreciate it. Um, thanks for not turning us off after ten minutes. <laughs> I know. Later, skater. All right. Bye. Mean it. Love it. Bye. <laughs> mm.